Welcome to Better Than MJ and Kobe Question Mark. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy. Alongside me is... Stitch, what's up, people? We We back back up. Back up in it. Been a minute. We are in December. This is December 1st. It's almost bowl season, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And we ready to do it for the holidays. Um, We got to jump right the fuck on in. There was a lot of talk before the NBA draft... About a certain rookie, Lonzo Ball. LeVar Ball was talking all this big time stuff. Successfully was able to get him drafted by the Lakers. Yeah. You know, uh, that was quite an accomplishment because it didn't look like it was going to happen prior to the draft. A lot of question marks, blah, blah, blah. UCLA, Southern California product. He did get drafted by the Lakers and he performed fairly well in Summer League. And I said to everybody looking at Summer League, when was the last time you gave a single solitary fuck about numbers that anybody put up in Summer League? It doesn't count for shit. Here we are, about roughly 20 games into the season, and we need to assess where we are with this high-profile rookie. Well, I well, he's a rookie. Okay. I mean, I think had his dad not hyped him up as much as, as he had... Uh, we wouldn't be losing our minds over it. Mm. And we just let him go through his, his rookie and mistakes. He's he's still learning the game. This is it's hard to transition from college ball to pro ball. We've seen numerous overall number one top number one picks uh, fail or do ridiculously poorly. Uh, immediately get traded away and just they, they treat these top three picks as. Uh, superstar picks yep and it seems more times than not they just do not pan out um we're already seeing jaleel okafor pretty much being chopped away for a bag of potato chips um and if we're going to talk about it i mean mark markel fultz the number one pick has he even played yet he's gotten on the court he's got an injury he's got yeah he's got, got an, injury. an injury we the last year's number one pick i mean he's doing great this year at simmons but last year simmons didn't dribble one 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 bounce of the ball sure so, I mean, Ball's out there, he's playing, he's learning, he's having rough shooting games. I mean, we knew he was not a great shooter. That was, wasn't something we thought we were getting when he was drafted. We thought he was a playmate, a Jason Kidd pers- uh, type player that would have to develop his jump shot. Saying he's had rough shooting nice, nights is putting it so nicely. He's had god-awful <laughs> nights. <laughs> Literally, he's had uh, games where he's scored zero points yeah. and gone like, Zero for nine, zero for 11 from the field. Um, he's statistically one of the worst shooters, even amongst rookies, that we have seen in a very, very long time. Right now I got him, uh, after a few good games, shooting uh, roughly 30% from the field, which is absolutely atrocious. Um, but, I mean, there are some silver linings. You got seven rebounds and seven assists yeah, that he is averaging. Nine, I'm not- seven, and seven. I will give credit to uh, those uh, those other numbers. Terrible, terrible shooter. Still very young. I think the problem that I have is, again, the hype machine. Um, you know, there were plenty of people, of course, uh, LeVar Ball leading that uh, these chants, but saying that he was going to be the next Jason Kidd or Magic Johnson um, when it comes to point guards. And so far, he's got a ways to go to even get up to Ricky Rubio level. <laughs> Um, and, and that's not even a knock on Ricky Rubio. This is just a rookie that has a lot to learn. Yeah. I'm not um, disappointed per se with his defense. You know, I think that that's 
quasi-adequate, but he's not an impact rookie that's going to get the Lakers into the playoffs. And I would not even go so far as to say he is the leader of this team. And I got a little bit of evidence on the leader stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, mean, you know, I, don't, I don't know anyone that was saying, besides crazy, super Laker heads, I think everyone, most common fans, uh, had their expectations tempered. tempered. They, they understand what's going on. He's not the leader of the team. He's not going to be the leader of the team for a while. If that I, works, I mean, if it, if it happens, if it happens, and I don't, I mean, based on how they're, they're projecting or what they want in terms of them trying to get a superstar, uh, you're not going to have ball telling these Paul George, if, if it is Paul George that comes there or, or LeBron. You don't want Paul George. <laughs> we'll get into that later. But he, he, his, his role is to facilitate and get everyone involved. And I, I think that's what he's, he's learning how to do. I mean, the Lakers have been much more competitive this year. Than they were last year. Um, I'd have to look at their. I think they're sitting at about maybe eight wins out of out of the twenty games, some roughly or eight to eleven, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, they have have played some close games, some competitive games. I'm not knocking them for that. They are not a playoff team, certainly not in the Western Conference. You're looking it up right now. What are you having? They're, they're eight and thirteen. Eight and thirteen. Um, they're. Just below second, they're third in the, in the Pacific West. Yeah, a half a game behind the Clippers. Yeah, so uh, they um nobody realistically thought that they were going to make it the playoffs. The whole reason why uh they get a lot of attention is because of L.A. because of that legacy and all of that. I totally am on board with all of that when it comes to um the attention and focus and uh, the scrutiny. Um, and he's had a lot to deal with, not only with his play, but also obviously his brother going to jail in China for stealing <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, we got to call it out. Uh, I don't think he's the front runner for rookie of the year. I think, uh, my boy in Philly trusts the process. Oh, um, okay. I forgot where you were second year rookie. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is his first 20 games played in the, in the league. Okay. I mean, call it for what it is, but he's playing very well, you know, for that team. Um, I think he's he's probably the front runner, and then you know I think Ball will maybe get some votes, but again, long long way to go. I'm not writing him off completely, saying that he can never get better. Um, I'm just saying, you know, you need to focus on the deficiencies in your game and realize that the spotlight is always on you. It's just kind of comical to me how this time last year we we considered the. The Sixers stupid for taking mm-hmm. um, Simmons, mm-hmm. and essentially you wasted the number one, another number one draft pick who didn't play a game in his inaugural season yep. because the same thing happened with um, Mr. Crazy Man. Which crazy? Uh, on the Sixers. Oh, uh, uh, on, on Instagram, du- Duel Embiid. Yeah, Embiid. Yeah. So I, I think if if last year you would have said okay before the draft said okay you can draft uh Simmons he will not play any games this year yep. and you'll get him next year do you still want to take him i don't think anyone i think most people would have passed on that here's the thing with the draft it's always a gamble there's no guarantees you got a lot of smart capable people and i talk shit about scouts all the time cuz you know they don't have a perfect record but they're very intense and try very hard to assess NBA level talent. It's hard to do. Mm-hmm. And if you get it 60, 70% right, you're you're brilliant. You yeah. know, you're going you're a Hall of Fame I'm recruiter, jealous. you yeah. know. 
but you're going to have some some failures, some people who either mentally or physically aren't cut out for this, yeah. you know. And so when I look at someone like LeBron and his longevity, you know, in terms of not getting injured for so long, you know, and hopefully by the time you hear this, he hadn't had some tragic injury, but he's had a long career of nothing but, you know, playing basically 80, 82 games. Yeah. You don't have many like that. Yeah. I just think it, it's the hype machine that his dad built up for him. And people are just expecting instant results because they just want to rub stuff in his dad's face. There, oh, there's definitely a lot of that. And I, I also think that, you know, that franchise is used to winning. Let's, let's call it what it is. Yeah. You know, they're about banners. They're about chips in L.A. I get all of that. You got three or four more pieces to add to yeah. this young nucleus before you can even talk about playing in the Western Conference Finals, let alone the NBA Finals. Kobe wasn't dropping 20 his first Sure was and he was shooting air balls. So sure wasn't. Yeah, fine with me. I'll, I'll let let this this guy become his own star. We shall see. All right, let's, enough with Lonzo. Um, this is almost bowl season. We got a game going on literally right now with yes. USC and Stanford for the Pac-12. I always want to say Pac-10, but Pac-12 <laughs> championship. Um, you know, by the time you're hearing this, one way or another, either USC or uh, Stanford will have won that. Where do you feel um, the Tides uh, are are turning towards when it comes to playoffs. Who's in? Who's out? Well, last this past Saturday was really interesting. Uh, Alabama lost mm. to Auburn, and chaos sort of ensued. <laughs> um, and James and I have talked about it. I think we talked about it in our last cast in terms mm-hmm. of the, the SEC hype machine. Um, I don't. It, ESPN wants two SEC teams in there so ridiculously bad, it's sickening to me. And you have Auburn, who has two losses, jump all the way up to number two over a Wisconsin team who is undefeated still. Auburn lost to LSU. Auburn lost to um, Clemson. Clemson's a great team. Clemson's a great team. LSU ain't bad either. I, my my top four would be Oklahoma, Clemson. Well, just to say it, Oklahoma's sitting at eleven and one right now yes. as we speak. Their Clemson eleven. Was, yeah, Oklahoma's only loss was to um, it was either Baylor or Iowa State. I think it was yeah. Iowa State. Yeah. Um, then Clemson it would be my number two. Clemson's only loss was to Syracuse. Um, their starting quarterback got a concussion, I believe, in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, but they lost. Yeah. Early in the season. Um, Everybody else they've crushed. They've, yeah, they've, they've dominated. My number three team would be Wisconsin. Body of work is there. 12-0. 12-0. Uh, if they lose to Ohio State on Saturday, then that changes the picture. But until now, they're in a bit power power five conference. They've beaten everybody they put in, that was put in front of them. They're undefeated. Respect. And then number four, I would put Auburn. Ooh, would, okay. I, so you I, are going with Auburn at ten and two. I have to put Auburn at four with ten and two because they knocked off number one Alabama. Even though I don't believe they should have been number one, just based on their ridiculously poor schedule. Played a lot of cupcake games. A lot of cupcake games. Um, and then I would have just outside. Unfortunately, you, you have to bunch Ohio State, TCU, and then Bama. Well, so here, here's my on the bubble. I agree with your first three out of four picks of mm-hmm. Clemson, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin. Those are those are locks mm-hmm. for me. It gets 
tricky when you talk about the fourth. And I think that's where you're going to have the controversy that hopefully will be settled after this weekend. But I could live with Auburn. Um, I kind of want to punish Bama, but, (laughs) you know, just because of their strength of schedule. But in the running, Penn State at 10-2 and and Ohio State at 10-2 and and... Even, depending on if they win and beat Sanford tonight while we're recording this, USC at 10-2 and two right now, maybe 11-2 and two in an hour or so. I can't put Penn State, because um, Penn State had two back-to-back losses. They lost to Ohio State, and then they lost to, um, was it, no, I, Michigan State. Yeah. Michigan State's not, not that great. And Penn State, they, they sort of fell off the map. After Barkley was doing his thing, he sort of got a little bit quiet, and, mm-hmm. and kind of the Heisman train fell off. Ohio State, um, they lost to Oklahoma. That's a legit loss. Um, it's a tough loss. It's a it's a power powerful team. Yep. The ugly loss that they have is to Iowa, where they got their doors blown off. Um, and everybody has one ugly loss this year. Yeah. All these teams that we're talking about. Yes. Um, with uh, with Bama, I mean, what screwed up Bama was was Florida State. Florida yep. State was supposed to be good this year. Florida State was not. Yeah, Florida they were, were shaky. Like a five, maybe six win team right now. Yep, they looked good initially. I remember seeing some of their games. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then USC. Um, I just think they don't have a, enough powerful wins on their resume to to be thrown in that discussion with the rest of them. I think they need full chaos to happen. USC's best win this year. Were we calling that what Stanford? Is that, is that, if they win tonight, that means they beat yeah. Stanford, a top twelve, top fifteen team twice. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, what? And then Washington, just to tell you as well, is at ten and two yeah. right now. Yeah. Although they some lost people to like Arizona State, and then I believe no, they did beat Washington State. They beat their rival, but yeah. Washington's got two losses. Yeah. But again, you know, obviously you're going to have to dig through these numbers, and a lot of the dust will settle after this weekend. Yeah. But I wouldn't be mad again. Considering a win, possibly of SC getting in there, I still wouldn't be mad at Auburn, and I wouldn't be mad at Ohio State. I don't, I don't see how you, how would you jump USC? Like, in what scenario would have to happen? Just play devil's advocate for you to legitimately have USC jump some of these other teams. Um, how could USC jump Bama with one loss versus two losses, or how could USC jump? I'm going to have to look at the strength of schedule. Okay. My gut, even though I haven't gone deep inside the numbers, is that SC has played more top 25 teams this season. Or even Georgia. If Georgia beats all... Oh, yeah, I forgot about Georgia. Yeah, if Georgia beats um, Auburn, Georgia takes takes my number four spot. The winner of the SEC game... Will that be two losses for Georgia? Georgia's only got one loss. But if it... Oh, wow. Georgia's oh, only loss shoot. is to Auburn. You and know they, got, they I, lost by thirty to Auburn. So you know it was what? An ugly loss, but they play them again. That's why with a win, me, I'm I, with you. I don't. I don't. Bama shouldn't. Be, can't get in unless Clemson fucks up, Oklahoma uh, fucks up, or Wisconsin fucks up. If with Wisconsin with even one loss, are, are we excluding them? It's, if they choke and this you, week, you also got to throw in Miami. If Miami beats Clemson, then that throws another monkey wrench into it because Miami's only got one loss. That's well. true. That's so true. this weekend is going to be a good Saturday to watch some football tomorrow. Everybody with, to be honest with you, everybody with one to two losses or zero losses, obviously, yeah. should be carefully evaluated in, in in this discussion. Yeah. And some of these teams with one loss are going to end up with two and be bounced out. Essentially, and the, the good thing about it is you 
you control your own destiny. Mm-hmm. Clemson plays Miami. If Clemson wants it, they'll win and they'll beat Miami. If Miami wants it, they'll win. So you're, you you got to put it on the field. Same thing with Georgia and Auburn. The winner of that's getting in. Those are those are play-in wow. games right there. And same thing with Wisconsin-Ohio State is essentially a play-in game for Wisconsin. It's a, it's a guaranteed end for Wisconsin. It's a high-probable playing game for Ohio State. Because mm. Ohio State, because all those teams that, that we have mentioned there, Ohio State's beaten, uh, would have beaten Wisconsin, which would yep. be a top 10 team. Yep. They would have beaten Penn State, a top 10 team. Yep. And uh, even also, they, they beat Michigan uh, State as well. So Ohio State's got some quality wins up on that board. They have that one bad loss, but, and then they, they have the, the actual uh, Big Ten championship. Yep. They can throw on their shoulders. I'm going to say this, man. Um, I love, first of all, I love the fact that there's a playoffs system. You know, this is something that uh, we've wanted in college football for years and years and years, and it's finally here. Um, no matter what, you're not going to make everybody happy with yeah. a four team playoff. You know? Don't you dare say you want eight, because I don't want eight. You don't want no. eight? No, 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 no. I, no. I kind of want to see basically another round. You if know? If, there, if, it, it was, if this were an eight man playoff scenario why would wisconsin even care about the pen, this ohio state game if they're undefeated yeah i mean you're right all, to, literally tomorrow we have about three or four elimination games going on right now you do. And most of the time they are your actual rivalry games you have your sec championship with auburn and georgia that's that plays for them to get into the title game itself i just feel like the teams that are in the five through six Seven, five through eight slot that we all recognize are in contention, but because of strength of schedule, you know, one ugly loss, two ugly losses, you know, things that happened are obviously on the outside looking in. Yes, you control your own destiny. I'm completely there with you on that. But the teams that are in the five to eight slot, it there's such a drastic drop off between did you make the playoffs or did you not? And if you're hot all year long and you have literally maybe one bad week you know because we're talking about let's see if wisconsin or auburn or ohio state or georgia or whatever drops another one that's it my only issue where i would maybe think about adding more teams if we had three undefeated teams Mm. and that and then you are going through a litter of teams to get one slot but as it as it stands right now, I mean, every every game counts. Every game is do or die. That Auburn Alabama game. If if you're telling me that oh yeah Alabama's eight teams get in, Alabama's might not. They're, they're fine. If they lose, they go down to what a four seed. Yep. Or, or they would as, coast in. They're a five seed, so it's, it's no big deal. We'll get them next time. We're in. We can relax. Say let's say our star quarterbacks banged up or yep. we're coming off a concussion. There's no need to rush him out there. We can take this. Chill out for a minute, and we're in the playoffs. In a, in a sense, and I t- tend to agree with you. Again, maybe I just want my cake and eat it, too. Mm-hmm. The late-season games at the end of November and whatnot, the big matchups, become like the playoffs yeah. any damn way. Yes. You know, when and you're then, talking about either undefeated or one-loss teams that are in the top five playing each other. And they're the rivalry games nine times out of ten. They're so I could, I, could, I could live with that, too. Uh, you know, I just, I, I love the word playoffs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. 
All right. Um, so we'll have we have, we'll have much more to say with uh, on that next week okay. or two weeks from now, whenever we record, because we're gonna know who's in pretty much. Exactly. The NFL uh, anthem protests. We have gotten to. I thought this was big news. $89 million. I saw that. And I wish I had done a little bit more. Because I saw something going on with that today. $89 million. And I also saw something with Eric Reed jumping out of the, the coalition. Because he said that the goals weren't the same as... Yeah. Like, that's something. I need that's, to find that, out what's going on with that. I need to do a little bit more research on that part, too. I saw, saw it briefly. But the big headline was $89 million that the NFL pledges over the next seven years to... Um, socially conscious, quote-unquote, charities, basically in exchange bribery money. Is this hush money? Hush money for no longer doing any anthem-related protests for, I guess, any players. What what do you feel about this? Uh, How do you feel? Was it worded as that, or is that just like... It It was pretty much worded as, yes, this is... It directly in response to the protests. It was agreed. It was agreed upon that these protests are going to stop, or is that how we're we, us trying to read between the lines? It's the log, logical way to read between the lines. Okay. And the way it's being portrayed is that it is a quid pro quo of money for causes. You do your part and quote unquote stand up. And they agreed to this. Who is they? <laughs> oh, I know. I, I know the official stance from the NFL is we are giving this money. Okay, and it who's sounds like it? is it the, the head of the NFLPA? Is he? Boy, you put on put me on the goddamn spot. It. I'm not sure about the NFL Players Association's official stance at this particular moment because okay. this is hot off the presses. Okay. However, and I'm trying to dance between the lines <laughs> here, trying to do my primetime dance, <laughs> the, it sounds like the causes, which I don't know exactly what these causes will be, but they sound like they're supposed to be socially conscious causes what, for whatever reason will be accepting that money over seven years. Oh, man. Because I, I want to know who the bag man is and whose name's on the check. Who's cashing the check? Because it sounds like one person is uh, depositing something in an account. Yep. And uh, the other ones might not be fully down with the, the bribe hush money, which makes it really interesting. I don't think you're going to get everybody on board. I, I think that that's... Um, even though on paper this looks like a big cave-in for the NFL. The NFL is a powerful billion-dollar organization. $89 million ain't shit to them. Over seven years. Oh, yeah, so. that's whatever. That's like one player's salary. Yeah, that's deferred. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like paying a fine. Um, and at the same time, I like if they're reputable causes getting money. You know, mm-hmm. that's good. But but here's the, here's my thing. At the end of the day, everybody's still butthurt. Everybody's still butthurt about the protest and the way it quote-unquote looks. And you haven't addressed, you know, what the players who are doing protests want. This isn't... You can't treat the issues of equality the same way you treat finding a cure for cancer. Mm. Um, Throwing money at a problem of, of... 
wanting people to be treated as equal, that what's, what's that going to do? Someone gave Martin Luther King $10 million in the 1960s. Okay, what, what like, cool. Mm-hmm. But is that going to help people stop getting lynched and, and desegregate schools and, 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 and water fountains? No. What these players are, well, I mean, all these players have sort of separate causes, but... I'll There's some generalizations. With, yeah, I'll just go with the, the one uh, the, the one that kicked it off in terms of police brutality and um, racial equality um, being the main one. I, where, where are you throwing money at to help solve, help an understanding? Like saying, oh yeah, we're going to donate money to the, to the causes of these. What's the cause? Like who, who like give me the, tr- like what, what, what are you giving the money to? Yep. That's what I want to know. Because okay. saying like, oh, here's, here's a blank check. Do whatever you want to doesn't help stop the systematic problem that, that the players are complaining about that's t- going on in their communities. I'm going to go one step beyond, and I'm just going to say this too. Um, from a from the standpoint of free speech, you <laughs> you paying somebody. First of all, all the players are the players are being paid to play football, and that continues, mm-hmm. and they have extreme talent, and they're played paid quite well, you know, to play football. Um, the First Amendment right to protest something or not protest something. I know it's a PR issue for the NFL, but I don't understand what the big deal is for the NFL with the exception of PR and ratings for this. And then to throw money at it, some players are, are just aren't going to go for it. I, I, I just, I can't see every single player saying we will never do such and such because you gave eighty nine million over over seven years. And if you think about the last major issue that the um, the ma- last major I guess social real world issue that they they dealt with before this, it was domestic violence. They Did violence. the NFL deal with that? Well, <laughs> I, I, I won't say they, they didn't deal with it in terms of general in, at how the public handled it. Mm. They handled it internally. In okay. Terms of, of like oh yeah, mandatory six game suspension. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And we fixed it. We fixed our problem. Mm-hmm. So they thought mm-hmm. and everything. So now they're they are trying to do what they handled in house in their league with a problem that goes on nationwide in terms of domestic violence. Sure. And they're trying to tackle an outside issue that has nothing to do with with the cops aren't beating up the players on the field of the game or anything. There's there's no the the NFL can't suspend cops. The NFL can't suspend sure. people doing racist fucked up shit outside of, of their arenas. Mm-hmm. But they for some reason, they just have the audacity to think that money will help change how people think. And it doesn't. You can't stop somebody from beating on their wife by, oh, we're going to donate money to domestic violence shelters. That's fine and everything for helping the women deal with the problem. That's not going to stop men from punching the shit out of women, yep. unfortunately. They, yep. Behavior needs to be changed. And you need to wisen people up on how to change their behavior, fucked up people. And I, what they're talking about, these athletes are talking about systematic racism and, and police brutality. And every case isn't different. And those that know me, I don't choose one side over the other. I take every incident by every incident. But if you're trying to say that these officers are, are not understanding or 
African-American cultures or people of color's cultures and stuff, I don't see how throwing money in any direction is going to help a person change their viewpoint of another subculture. I hear you on that. I will say if we all got to figure out what each one of us individually wants at the end of the day. And the awareness is pervasive right now in terms of from what Cap did over a year and a half ago to where we are in December of 2017. Nobody in this country has like hid their head in the sand like an ostrich and doesn't know what Cap did what some of the other players are doing, and why. Well, people try to... Okay, I'll, I'll back up on the why. Okay, okay. I'll back up on the okay. why and say that... it's gotten distorted. It has gotten distorted, purposely so, yeah. by plenty of people putting words in pe- other people's mouths, saying this is the reason, or it means this, it means a flag, it means it means the military, it means... Co-. The message from the ones who have been doing it has been fairly consistent, over the course of a year and a half. And I would also like to know what, now that the awareness for those who want who want to open their eyes and want to hear it has been achieved, what are the next steps for, I guess, trying to assist on solving some of the problems? And I think what when you talk about systematic stuff, you really are talking about breaking down laws breaking down um, the way policies and procedures are implemented yeah and i think that some of this shannon was saying shannon sharp uh who i've loved uh, has been saying but basically there are owners that are extremely powerful they're already billionaires they're extremely powerful yes there are some players that are millionaires and they're powerful too but there's influence that some of these owners have to potentially maybe make some changes in the way things are systematically done. And I thought that was one of the long-term goals from the protest after awareness. Am I wrong on that? I just think that you have one group of predominantly old, stubborn white men uh, in their, their club, the NFL club, the Billionaire Boys Club, for them to go into a different arena in terms of government and try to tell other powerful men what they need to do. Oh, they do it all the time, though. I mean, <laughs> but when do they let the. Well, how, I do, mean, how do you figure? Okay, so to me, and again, former Raiders fan, you know, with, with Al Davis, a very long history of not only, in a lot of ways, bullying the NFL, but also bullying cities, counties, and officials. To get their way in all types of, okay. you know. Okay, that's that's that was sort of a hand washing hand because there was something beneficial beneficial for the owners in terms of getting more money in their pockets. True, true. Yeah, oh, get, you going to build me this stadium or we're going to leave. And if oh, you, yeah. and of course they had their own invested interests and a new stadium means more money, more revenue for them. So Typically. bully tactics. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna take my ball and go home. Yeah. This, there is no profit or gain from it. This is just, if the owners want to do this out of just the straight goodness of their hearts and just for the betterment of society, mm-hmm. and to go into this 
area in of uh government and be like hey yeah you need to do this because you need to start treating people right etc they'll be like yeah go kick rocks they they the whole stadium stuff is a whole different ball of wax because all right you build a stadium you'll get money we'll get money we'll all get money make taxpayers pay but this is just like we're there's no money in this we're just gonna do the right thing but here's the thing i slightly disagree on it there being no money in it indirectly from a pr standpoint you got to look at opportunity cost too you you and i have both talked on this show for over a year about the nfl slipping the nfl is losing some money the nfl has a lot of pr issues you know you got a lot of people on the coast not putting their little kids little little boys in football uh tackle football you got a lot of people uh, in the middle of the country you know not watching as many games on television I think from a uh, protection of the shield of the NFL type of standpoint and promoting this league all over the entire world, you want to be unified. You you want to have, and you already have a lot of causes. The NFL does more cause stuff, you know, with the United Way and, and Wounded Warrior and all, a whole breast cancer. Where Breast cancer ain't got shit to do with the NFL. Uh, yeah. No, there's nothing. I don't, I'm not against breast cancer awareness, but it has nothing to do with pro football. Right. So there are causes that the NFL, and I will even say this, the military doesn't have much to do with pro football either, if if you're really honest, you know what I mean? But there are causes from a PR standpoint that they promote, and they do, fair, and and it becomes even a, a bigger thing, a bigger, more profitable thing. Well, I think the way that it seems like the louder voices in the room or in on the, the online forums or comment sections mm-hmm. seem to be like, I don't want this in my sports. Blah, 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 blah. I don't want the protests. Or... Just protests in general. Okay, they sure. don't want the NFL choosing sides. Sure. They just want quarterback, throw the ball, make me smile, do good. Yeah. Run faster, tackle harder. Absolutely. That, they don't want them interfering into their, their normal everyday Life and and them telling them how they should treat people. But here's my only counter to that, though. The line gets blurry for me because, again, maybe we don't all agree that it's a worthy cause. That's fine. But why, on so many other causes, there there's there's no controversy when J.J. Watts is you know promoting uh, donations for hurricane relief because it's, it's not a finger pointing issue and it's saying you need to treat people better you've been doing wrong then it's then people have to internalize that stuff mm. they're saying so we're talking about butt hurt feelings yes people don't <laughs> like being told what to do uh, or being made feel guilty or that they've been doing something wrong no matter what it is it, it, when we're talking about breast cancer awareness it's not it's not putting shame on on a portion of the population or okay. when we're uh, doing uh, salute salute our veterans month it's the same thing or it, but with this it's yeah fucked up shit's been going on uh, this is not right it's been injustice and, and etc you guys need to do this and change your behavior people aren't down for that and then especially the way it's been hijacked where the only where it got the attention for the mass public is because they felt it was disrespectful to the flag. Well, supposedly. let's let's be clear too on getting attention from the mass public. The sports media has and, and media in general mm-hmm. has had a field day with this. 
This has been the number one lead story, you know, for months and months and months and months and months. Yes. More so than, you know, even playoff games. You know, this is big shit because obviously the NFL is still the number one sport. Uh, hasn't been surpassed quite yet. But um, people have given this plenty of attention. And I understand the folks who say, oh, I don't want it. I don't want it. But I don't want it. But if you don't address something... Do you honestly, in your heart of hearts, feel that the people who are protesting are just going to say, oh, well, we gave it a good old college try? No. You've seen more protests this year, not less, Mm -hmm. than last year. The next, and I don't know when it's going to come up, but the next collective bargaining agreement is when, if this thing is still the hot issue, that's when there's going to be issues and there's going to be problems. Because I don't know when... Every so many years, oh, threat of a lockout, threat of a strike. Sure. Collective bargaining, da 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 So I don't know when that that time of the the, the decade's coming around. I think it's a couple years okay. or, or less. But I definitely this is this, this is going to be a uh, a major issue because it seems like the players are a lot wiser to it. Um, and I think uh, Richard Sherman sort of addressed it, saying we need to just stick together and, and be like, no, nah, we're not. We're not doing this anymore. The, the problem, and the, those are great words, and I respect the, the shit out of Richard Sherman. The problem is you have people making Drew Brees, Tom Brady money that are going to be absolutely fine. People making Richard Sherman money mm-hmm. that are going to be absolutely fine. Then you have a lot of players playing for the league minimum, yeah. sometimes in expensive metropolitan areas, that don't have the luxury of having two years of no income. Exactly. And... Those folks, unless the folks, you know, literally at the very top, donate, you know, or give some of their money up, those folks are going to cave. They also, unfortunately, they don't have the skills to make money based on what they were going to college. I mean, just going to college just to play general studies, play football. Exactly. They can't come out of college as a 23-year-old and... Fill out a resume, yeah, and, and get a, a, a job to cover what they could be making in the NFL, making six figures. And let's let's be very honest, a lot of these players are just dumb yeah. financially, and I, I mean that with all the best of intentions. You know, buying eighty thousand dollar cars, you know, mm-hmm. you know, before they buy a house, and right. just making very foolish investments. If you are going to stand united against the billionaire owners that we talked about, you must have. I would say at least bare minimum three to four years worth of income where you can sit comfortably yeah. without sweating. Uh, and, and I'm talking about the folks who are literally making the league minimum. I don't see it. I, 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 I just don't see it. But much more to come on that because who knows what's going to happen. This was hot off the presses, I think, today about the $89 million. Yeah. Uh, It sounds like we both don't think it will necessarily uh, change or solve anything yeah. quite yet. Uh, let's keep going. Here we go. Who's winning this NFL MVP this year? Oh, God. It, um, what are we at? Week 12, 13, 14? Yeah, something it, like that? I guess 11? it's going to be Brady again, I suppose. So Brady... Brady uh, or... Uh, yeah, I want to see what goes on with Philadelphia when they play a little bit tougher schedule because Wentz is... Um, he's balling out of control right now. And I, I liked him coming out of college. I played in North Dakota. Yep. Middle of the fucking tundra and shit. So I, I'm, I'm glad he's balling out. Um, I just, I want to see Philly play a tough, legit team. They have two losses. They lost to, uh, I believe, the uh, Panthers, maybe, and then the Chiefs. 
Okay. Yeah, two or one? I think they lost. got two. I know they lost to the Chiefs early, and I forget the other team that they lost to. I thought it was the Panthers. I could be wrong. All right. You looked that up. Uh, while, while you're looking that up, Carson Wentz, uh, seven, 73.6 QBR right now, uh, 28 TDs, five interceptions, 2,600 total yards. Brady, just below him on the QBR with 71.5. Um 26 TDs, so almost match for match. Three interceptions. It was just one loss. One loss. Yes. Uh, yeah, Philly was one loss. That's incredible. Uh, again, back to Brady. 26 TDs, three interceptions, 3,300 yards. Uh, that's a big differential right there. I think it's a coin toss at this point. Obviously, the last few games of the season are going to determine it. But also, I have to tip my fucking hat. You know, Again, I'm no Brady fan. I know I took his side on uh, greatest quarterback of all time over Montana. This man is 55 years old and shit. And literally, it's a coin toss between him and someone who's, you know, 24 uh, in terms of who's going to be MVP in 2017. Let that sink in. You know, I'm going to get my MVP vote too. And I don't even know if you're even up to date on this story. Mm. This is my, this might be my favorite story of the NFL season. My MVP is going to Tlaib. Keep to leave. How dare you, Mr. Chade Snatcher? (laughs) Snatched the motherfucker's chain twice. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. That man is just that. Just it is what it is, man. I mean, he is a bully. Yeah, he's a bully. But his punk ass did not take off that helmet. I did see those highlights. You're not supposed to take off the helmet. That's common sense. But that Crabtree had his helmet off because he was ready to scrap. Everybody, every you are the dumbest person in the world. That's the first thing they tell you once you get out of pop water. Once you get out of pop water football, where there's actually some rivalry, yeah, and stuff going on. Keep your helmet on. You. <laughs> If it's a fight, you look. He he looked a little punkish doing that. You take off your vest in the army when you get in a battle. Well, you know, I you bring, take off your helmet. I bring knives to gunfights. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying. You take off your body armor, though. No. Yeah. I, first of all, Raiders versus Broncos is one of the best rivalries in all of the NFL. It, it, it historically has been. It doesn't matter what the records are, whether it's in Denver or whether it's in a, Oakland or even when they were in goddamn LA. It doesn't matter. That's a great historical 50 year rivalry. Um, and then to have these two players, you know, go at it. They've reduced the, uh, Crabtree's suspension yeah. to one game, right? But it's so... Uh, let's just go a little bit deep into this. <laughs> you love this. Okay. He snatched the chain twice. Yeah, if last year. Yes. He's just on site. He's got to have the chain. <laughs> <laughs> he sees it. He grabs it. He does. He does. So if you're, what do you do if you're Crabtree? Because you know your chain gets snatched again. But I, if you don't wear it, you are a punk, and you you submit to to the chain snatcher you, to the bully tactics. You wear your chain. You don't let that man punk you like but that. But he's gonna snatch he it. He is gonna snatch it. I don't know. And he tried taping it to his chest. I and that's that. embarrassing. I heard that. I here's the thing. He's man. in a no win situation now. Yeah, you have to still wear it. If you don't wear it, it's <laughs> even worse. I mean, they need to get these teams. I need them in the playoffs. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> I think the Raiders are what at five and six yeah, or something like not, that. They're, they're on that bubble, uh, but it's not looking good. Um, yeah, I mean it's a funny story. It was, <laughs> it was a highlight of both of those teams okay. this year. Uh, so we'll see. I think it, I think it really is a coin toss between Carson Wentz and Brady. Uh, a couple more games, and we'll we'll see what happens. I want to switch it up though. Let's let's skip something. Let's go to. Homestead <laughs> deserves to be fired in the NFL. We'll start with that one. Who are we talking about firing? Oh man, I am loving what's going on with these these shit 
bag giants mm. just falling apart. I mean, one win for them? They got that? one win. Niners beat them. Niners only win of the season. And then they benched Eli, which makes me happy. That's I want hilarious. the coach to keep his job down because I've been screaming for bench Eli for years. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah. So I'm confused now because as much as I like seeing all my Giants friends miserable and sad, mm-hmm. I want to see Eli sit on that bench because that will make them even better. So I want Geno Smith to do well now. <laughs> I Wait, are, but are you firing the coach though? Uh, who who are you firing? I don't want him fired now because he he did the move that I've been screaming God forever. Damn here. it! So petty, so petty. Uh, what about Dallas? Oh man, da- Dallas! If they don't make the playoffs, I mean, come on now. The thing is, he is Dak Prescott regressed, and like he I did. said before, he I was did. like, it's Zeke. Is they feed Zeke? And you were saying, oh, they could do so. And Jack, I said, Jack was I, impressive last God year. Damn saying, I was like, if Romo was in that game, he'd be, he would have won. And if they had Romo right now, they would not be in this situation. History says otherwise with Romo. <laughs> I mean, okay, here's the thing Tony Romo had a lot of great regular season games. I will give you that. But you cannot sit here and try to convince me that Romo did something in the playoffs that he never did. Would they be better off with Romo now than where they are at right now? In terms of winning games? Yeah, they are. What's their record right now? I think 6-6 and is where they are. I think plus or minus one game. He would put up monster stats, but they would find ways to lose. They would say 6-6. So they might be 7-5 and with Romo. No, they the Dallas had that division on lock last year. The only one it was Dallas but, but and I mean, Washington. Dak, Dak was a QB all of last year because Ezekiel Elliott. It was feed Zeke. It was feed Zeke. Zeke decided to go you, choke up women, and he's he got did. to go <laughs> He did. I can't defend Zeke. And now well, Zach can't throw it to Dez. How many playoffs gave Romo one? Don't. How many is Dak one? He ain't one. But <laughs> Dak is like a two year. I mean. Wait, how are you going to talk shit about Alonzo Ball uh, being given more time, given more time, and Dak, you go, just going to roast? Because last year at this time, I was the one saying, Zeke is who runs the show, Zeke and were, you were going to be watching Zeke, that playoff game. Zeke is alpha. And, Zeke is alpha. I'll uh, give you that. Yeah, but you, you said last year, oh, Dak got it. I like Dak. And I was like, I'm telling you, Zeke, it, it, Zach, Dak's probably going to lose this game. I'm he eating, lost the game. I'm eating some crow on Dak. <laughs> I will admit that. I'm not willing to go and say Romo is some fucking savior <laughs> who won one or maybe two playoff games in his entire career and plenty of times, while healthy, missed the playoffs with one of the most talented rosters in the entire NFL. They would not have been getting blown out by, uh, by the Chargers. With, yeah, with, that, was, um, that was sad. That was yeah. on Thanksgiving. That, you can't that do would that. not have, have happened. And they sure as hell would not have, uh, even though the Rams are playing good, they would not have lost to the Rams or Denver. Yeah, you can't lose to Denver. Yeah. Yeah. They, look, they've regressed. I'm saying, you, you switched the gears on me. I was talking about firing of coaches. You know, you want to talk he, about QBs. You might have to go. Yeah. Um, What's that ginger boy? I'm trying to, well, you. I think he gets, you know, who should be on the hot seat, oh. but I don't want to be on the hot seat because it's just typical for this franchise to just do some dumb shit. Is your Raiders coach Jack Del Rio? Were they last year? They were what twelve and, and they finished twelve and four. Twelve and four last year, and now this year they are struggling on the struggle bus with a healthy car with Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch is old as fuck, though. No, no, y'all were happy. Y'all were dancing in the street. Uh, 
Ghost riding all kinds of whips. Well, he does like he, a dance. Because he, he, was, he was the one bringing it back to you guys. Well, but you they're, guys are, they're still in that division, and Can, it's Kansas City. Y'all five and six. But look at Kansas City. They lost three or four straight. Yeah, but y'all ain't catching them. Y'all five and six. Not it, yeah. do You say they're not catching them. Kansas City is suspect as hell, and San Diego's suspect, and we all know Denver's trash. That division is still up for grabs because of Kansas City blowing Y'all it. Y'all should be cakewalking with that division. You really should, based on which, what the Raiders did last year. Y'all, you told me at the beginning of the season, uh, uh, week four or five, that Kansas City was one of the best teams in the entire NFL. Okay, but y'all losing to Washington, Denver, Baltimore, yeah, Chargers, Buffalo. They're I mean, ugly yeah, losses. Yeah, the only one that I see is New England. New England, Kansas City. So y'all but, should have two losses. But they're still, uh, even with that being said, you can't talk about firing the. He's on the cusp, maybe a bubble, but you can't talk about fire, definitively firing somebody when they have games to play. They control their own destiny for going to the playoffs and winning the division. I mean, that's still mathematically right there. Uh, can't fire him. Not yet. Now, if they miss, may, maybe, maybe. But I'm going to say, obviously, the Browns just fuck them. I'm going to say your goddamn Niners got to be gone. Who, 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 <laughs> is, is, Lynch? is it Lynch? No, it's, who, uh, who's, who's it's Shanahan. Shanahan? Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, he's gone. <laughs> All right. I'm, I think the uh, I think looking at the, the, um, the teams as they play out right now, I would say that the um, Buccaneers coach has got to go. Ooh, yeah. What are their record? They are in last place at four and seven. Gone, gone. He's got to go. Bengals gone. Browns gone. Jets gone. Yeah. I'll throw them all. I don't even. I don't even have to say the names of the coaches. I don't. I don't give a damn. Yeah. You know, whoever whoever's coaching them, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> unless you know, unless you're able to win the last three or four games in a row or whatever, and kind of put a silver lining, you know, on the mm-hmm. season, but that almost never fucking happens. All right, let's switch back to the NBA. We are about 20 games in, goddammit. And you know I'm clowning. Oh, boy. Paul George, the scrub that everyone on this planet was promoting. <laughs> Face of NBA 2K, Gatorade commercials, all the fucking hype. And I said, nah, he's soft. <laughs> I did my Kobe on him. <laughs> Turns out, they have a worse record through 20 games this year, OKC, when all they had was Russell Westbrook doing his MVP season, better record that last year than this year. They're sitting at eight and twelve right now. Lost three straight games. It's a dumpster fire in OKC. It's, yes, it's Westbrook's fault. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, mean, I, I said it. Out, I was like, this all on Westbrook. How so? People, people trying to give Westbrook a pass. You can't win with Westbrook. Mm. Can't win. But how do they regress though with with two, you know, all Eastern Conference weaker conference all stars now on the squad? You 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 need to get Westbrook out of there. Just get rid. Trade. He signed a, a long contract. He's not going anywhere. Trade him. Trade him. Get trade some, Westbrook. Yeah. Trade. How about Billy Donovan? We're, why don't we cast Donovan's blame? gonna get himself fired. Yeah, and I gotta, think I said this too. I was like, if he can't get this going, he they're gonna they're gonna run him out of town. I I, I mean, I'm not even giving them to the All Star break. If they're not in that seventh seed spot with these two quote unquote stars, 
at the halfway break, Billy Donovan, you're gone. And it's looking like they're they're down there with the Lakers, you know, which is a rebuilding young team. They have no fucking heart. They, this is a dumpster fire. They're, they are not making the playoffs. I repeat, a team that many predicted, you and James were on there, I just, talking 50-plus wins and shit. I was like, mm. I'm going to listen to it. I'm realistic because I, I know see. James. <laughs> and I, I think I saw some head nods uh, on your part. <laughs> I looked at both of y'all suspect like, let me see some games first before I talk I about 50 I wins. See, I said I wanted to see how OKC played together mm. because there's only, and I think I said there's only one basketball to go around. Yep. Biggest disappointment and, for them. And both, and they're just ball stoppers. Yeah. a ball stopper, and same thing with Westbrook. <laughs> Ball stop. No blame for Scrub uh, Scrub George, though, no, huh? You're getting ready for the Lakers. <laughs> this mofo. Um, other big stories in NBA. Everybody wrote off LeBron. Just a few weeks ago, Kyrie was the toast of the NBA. 16-game win streak. They're still in first place. I'm not throwing any shade at Boston whatsoever. They have had a terrific first uh, quarter of the season. LeBron won 10 straight games with the Cleveland Cavaliers, who looked like a team on the verge of playing just 500 ball in the Eastern Conference literally two or three weeks ago. LeBron got something to say. He's been on a fucking tear. He'll get tired again. He's leading the league in goddamn minutes. First of all, Tyrone (laughs) Lue, I don't care what happens. Get him out of there. Is he a coach? Or is he literally just a little buddy, like the ventriloquist puppet of fucking LeBron? That's how LeBron wants his, his coaches. <laughs> LeBron is the coach. LeBron is the GM. How do you lead the league in minutes with your superstar in November and early December? And he's 33, 32 years old and has played a thousand playoff games or some it's, shit. It's ridiculous. It's going to burn out and it's going to be a fireball when it happens. Just He keeps going to the whip hand and... The horse just isn't isn't tired yet, but it'll happen, and it's going to be a sad day when it does. Unless LeBron plays out of his mind, forty points, uh, twelve rebounds, two two or three blocks, and eight assists every night, they have no chance of winning and beating teams like Orlando, the Lakers, Sacramento, lower tier teams. Yeah, I mean, but wins are wins. Yeah, let, let they're, they're, he's gonna he's gonna burn out towards the end part of the year. They're gonna have to rest them, and we'll see. They're not getting up. Maybe this it'll help them because they won't be so desperate to try to get the first seed. They can just sort yeah. of sit back and chill. I mean, Boston won the first seed. Uh, yeah, last, last year. year. So that was with Isaiah Thomas. They do not have Isaiah Thomas back yeah, quite yet. yet. Uh, we'll see what happens when they get him. Um, but yeah, he needs some help. Yeah, he still needs help. But I think uh, Boston and Cleveland are still the uh, front runners by a country mile in the Eastern yes. Conference. Back out west, Warriors are kind of in cruise control. And, oh, before before you skip over that, uh, what? you talk about Kyrie, yeah, and his and I said how he's he's got that mama mentality. Oh God, he's, here we. <laughs> oh, you you forgot. <laughs> Kyrie is balling out of control. Oh, okay. I Great. have nothing but respect for him. Just want to make sure you, you got that on tape. What I have said about Kyrie, and I will repeat for those listeners who love this show and know that Prodigy was right, um, is that it's not about regular season for Kyrie. If Kyrie gets past Braun Braun in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference and makes it to a finals, 
anytime in the, I gave him three years, I think you gave him four or something like that, then it's a wrap. This was the greatest decision of all time for the Boston Celtics, or at least of the last was 20 the years. the last we recorded last time was Gordon Hayward injured? No. I think okay. I think he, I think he so just he, does, he doesn't get a pass on on his number. He gets two. a pass for this year, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying if he, I'm giving him. A, it's a positive thing. Okay. I'm saying if he is able to do it, especially without Gordon Hayward, mm-hmm. and gets past the LeBron team in the playoffs, even if it takes seven games, doesn't matter. Well, it, then that's ultimate process. Gets, that's if, Mamba. If he gets the one seed without Gordon Hayward, where it's just him, because essentially it's him. True, and a whole bunch of defensive scrubs. Yeah. yeah. Then I mean. Mamba mentality. Um, yeah, I, I then, cannot go then that Kyrie far. Kyrie was right. I cannot go that far without a playoff, definitive then playoff we, win. Then we against... know Kyrie is a is a superstar. Oh yeah, he's a superstar. There's no he doubt about wanted it. Wanted to show it that he is an alpha. Is he not an alpha? He seems to be showing he's an alpha. Here's here's where you show <laughs> Prodigy ain't falling for the okie dope. Prodigy says you show me alpha in April and May and June. That's where you show me alpha. You don't show me alpha in November, December. You be David all these other alphas. How is how is Westbrook an alpha then? How is Harden an oh, alpha? For, for that team, he's the alpha player. But that, but that, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when <laughs> KD hit pulled up in Game Three in Cleveland and hit that three I on LeBron. That was alpha. You be late to the alpha party. <laughs> I said he was alpha in like first week of the season. I said he's the alpha of that team. I have to see <laughs> the playoffs to really decide. You might be able to write it in like crayon so far, but if you want to have it branded on your chest, Alpha, you got to show me in the playoffs. And he has done that. He hit the big game seven, game seven three pointer or whatever on Steph. You know, injured Steph. You know, to win a championship. I get all that. I'm not doubting him, but that's what he's got to show me in Boston. Oh, okay. Um, so we shall see. But I would say Clippers. Doc is gone in terms of firing coaches. Saying that one, I said he should have been gone at last off season. Clip and get him working. Get him the fuck out of here. Get him the fuck out of here. Uh, He is. I mean, you talk about a team that basically has the same record as the Lakers, and you know you got quote unquote on paper more talent. That window is shut. Yep, and they have nothing to show for it. Not even a Western Conference playoff appearance. So get the fuck out of here. Just signed off more money to Blake. Yep. Now they're financially tied to him. Oh, yeah. And then we'll see what happens with Jordan or whatever. But, yeah, there's there's nothing worthwhile with that organization. But you got to get rid of Doc Rivers. Um, I'm also going to give some props. And me and the professor have talked a lot about this. Oh, God. Houston is playing excellent, excellent basketball. We see this every year. I'm wait to see. I want to see playoff ball with Houston. I want to see playoff ball. And I want to see the alpha stamp on Harden in playoff games. When it, he, He's got to go to Western Conference Finals. If he loses to the Warriors, he loses to the Warriors. But you have to go to the Western Conference Finals. Yes. Otherwise, but he's it, it can't be a it can't be a sweep. A, he has to get there by going through San Antonio. He can't just skate through and get lucky and hope that their bracket consists of them being beating OKC and then beating a uh, OKC and going to the goddamn playoffs. But go ahead. <laughs> well, he can't just skate by. They need to get through San Antonio because to me, San Antonio is still the number two in the West. If for me, San Antonio could head to head. San Antonio could have a lesser Leonard come back and throw off their chemistry and drop in their seating. You know, who knows? Yeah. But I'm saying if that happens, let's say the Warrior, let's say Kawhi comes back late 
and they end up playing the Warriors in the semifinals. Yeah. Or not, uh, would it be the semifinals? Yeah. Yeah, in the semifinals, and then they're on the other side of the bracket. It sure. just happens to be, oh, Rockets, Warriors. I don't consider that a success for Harden because I think Harden needs to go through. They, I think the Rockets themselves need to knock off the Spurs to gain that, that spot on the food chain. I, I'll allow it. You know, it doesn't matter to me um, how they get there per se, but I need to see a very competitive, tough Western Conference Finals. Most likely, I expect the Warriors to be right back there, barring injury against them. But I got to tip my hat. Harden is balling absolutely out of control. Let me just get read some stats mm-hmm. to you because I went inside the numbers. You know it's bad when I do some research. 31, per, uh, 31 uh, points per game, 45% field goal percentage, 40% from three-point. This is what I love. Still, 10, double-digit, 10 assists per game, uh, and he's get, uh, giving you five boards a game. He's uh, putting up some video game-like stats, and, I, you know, you got to give credit to not only a team that is winning games, they have a better record than the Warriors as we're recording this, but also putting up monster numbers. What's Chris Paul been doing? He's been injured. Okay. You know, so... Because I, I, that's what I think... That's that was the dynamic that I wanted to see. Yeah, sure. Same and Sam and Chris Paul in the same court at the same time. We haven't seen that yet. You and Big Game James are much more impressed with old ass Chris Paul <laughs> than I am at this stage Hall in his of career. Chris Paul. Maybe <laughs> Paul are very good right now. He's never made a Western Conference Finals uh, in all of his Hall of Fame years, and I've never seen a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know what? I'll say it. I've never seen a first ballot Hall of Famer that I agree with. That has not made the uh, a conference finals. Tracy McGrady. I don't necessarily agree. With him. <laughs> not his first ballot. I don't. I don't agree with it. I don't okay. agree with him being first ballot all day. Dominique I, Wilkins. He was great for highlights, but no, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with him being first ballot. Not first. I, I'm not saying they can't get in. I'm not saying they can't get in. But I'm not saying oh, the first time they're eligible, you absolutely throw them in. You know. Okay. Try to put me on the spot, but yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> You know, when you talk about, again, I feel like for basketball, you cut your teeth in the playoffs. That's where you make your legacy. Yao Ming. Yao Ming, the only reason why I give him credit and the reason, and he was a good player for a few years. He had a lot of injuries. I don't hold that against him. But I think he did great things for the international game and being such a dominant player from China. And that's what the NBA loved and they wanted to get their feet in the door in China. But first ballot? Fuck no. Okay. No way. I mean, <laughs> he's no Hakeem. He's no, you know. I mean, come on now. So, um, yeah, I uh, I feel like we got an interesting dynamic here. I think there's more parity in the league between East and West than there were, were previously, at least when they match up against each other in the early season so yeah. far. Uh, the East is nowhere near as trash as it used to be. And uh, there are some bottom feeders in the West as well. So, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I think it's Houston, San Antonio, and the Warriors out west, and, and a bunch of nobodies, and then uh, including the OKC nobody, <laughs> yes. and then uh, Boston and Cleveland over in the east. Um, I don't know if, if this happened during the time that we recorded last, but Stroh's won, uh, won the World Series. Yeah, I don't think it had. Uh, uh, Stroh's did it. Good for them. Kept the Dodgers from winning. Uh, I had to hear the professor's mouth. But it was whatever. 
that Houston finally wins something. I'm I'm happy for them in some ways. I mean, they're a division rival, you know, for the A's uh, now, but I don't think of them historically as no, a, a as a rival. A natural. Rival. Yeah, like yeah. the Angels or the Mariners or something. But um, I feel like uh, it was a great World Series. This is one of the best World Series I've ever seen. Seven games. It was touch and go. Lots of home runs. Great pitching sometimes. I mean, this was a fucking battle. They had some exciting games. I think it was the game five that everyone was talking about. I missed oh, yeah. that game. I was so mad. I think I was I was working, but even just seeing the highlights and all the home runs and stuff. I mean, that's what play that would it. It's exciting. Yeah. Especially when you know at any pitch it could just go over the fence and completely flip flop how everything's going. Uh, you had a lot of stars. You had so many young stars with the Astros with Correa. And Altuve, yep. uh, Springer, that that whole lineup, Bregman, uh, even their pitcher, they had uh, Verlander, yep. who's uh, been exposed on the fappening, but that's different. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, everyone sort of knows the Dodgers with Puig and Kershaw and that that whole um, staff. So it's two big cities. I mean, it was funny how it how it shaped up with you had the top four cities in population. Yep. In the uh, MLB playoffs, and then uh, city number four took it. Yeah. Once they beat New York, and I'm talking about Houston, uh, I was like, okay, I kind of want you to go ahead and take it, you know, seize the moment. Um, and I, I, I'm happy for them. I did not want the Dodgers to win. Um, I just, I can't stand them ever since the Kirk Gibson shit with yeah. the, the A's back in the day. But uh, I feel like this was good for baseball, too. I mean, you yes. have uh, the previous year, you had the Cubs finally winning a World Series, and then you have uh, this feel-good story of Houston, who'd been through the... Uh, flooding and the hurricane just a few weeks earlier, um, winning the World Series in seven games. So all of that kind of works in uh, baseball's favor, and I think there's hopefully going to be a bright future for this game that's you know never going to stop. Yes. I'm going to finally give credit to something. Oh, it's time for that weekly segment. Oh, boy. <laughs> Stitch was actually right. <laughs> Again. Uh UFC post McGregor. Do you wanna you wanna tackle this? I, 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 I want to hear you bash my praises. Praise uh, me in that that praise from the sun. Here's the thing. You said it, and you know you said if McGregor lost the Mayweather fight, um, especially I think this is the way you put it, especially for the people who are very casual into MMA, not the hardcore fans. Um, there's no real headliners. You, you, Dana put up his uh, prize chicken, as you said, yeah. and. Um, it's going to the whole league would suffer if that he lost and he did lose uh, as we all predicted. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this Saturday you have uh, UFC two eighteen from what I'm seeing. Um, recycled bot? What recycled pig did they put out no, to, to slaughter this time? No noteworthy from a casual fan's perspective names. I think you got Max Holloway versus Jose Aldo. Oops. Featherweights uh, as kind of the headliners or whatever. It, there's nothing worth. This will not break any box office uh, or pay per view records mm-hmm. whatsoever. Um, you also have a situation where McGregor got suspended from the UFC for doing dumb shit. I think at the Bellator or something I like that. Heard something about it, but I was like, I go. I thought it was clickbait. So but I didn't really care. none of it really matters. Uh, every sport is about stars. You know, it's about household names once you get to the level of household names you build a reputation for yourself where people want to see you play said sport you have to perform and you have to have an increasing 
amount of demand for people who don't regularly watch your sport to see that household name. Yes. And it's got to be, like I said before, it's got to be organic. Mm -hmm. You can't keep hitting us over the head and saying this is the greatest thing. Dana White's the boy who cried wolf. This is the greatest athlete, the most dangerous man, the most dangerous woman when he was staying with Rousey. Ever walk on a planet, the baddest person in UFC history. Waka, waka, waka. Over and over again. And no sooner than he says it, the person gets beat and humiliated in just embarrassing fashion. They never get heard from ever again. And then the person that beats him ends up like losing also. So it's like, okay, none of these people were really all that amazing as you made them out to be. And like, what, what am I paying $50 yeah. on a Friday night or on a Saturday night to, to watch for? The other thing is, it, it destroys the legacy story. You know, I have no problem with great fighters uh, in boxing or MMA losing. You know, it's not like Ali had a perfect record. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, so some of the greats fought each other and had losses. But from a body of work standpoint, from a legacy standpoint, you know who the household names are. And they cut their teeth, you know, in epic fights one way or another. I'm... Seeing a lot of folks that I don't give a shit about. <laughs> and yeah. I know for, you know, for, again, not the hardcore. You already got them convinced and they'll watch anything you put, you know, yeah. in the octagon or whatever. But for the folks who are, you know, watching this amongst other sports, you know, yeah. or kind of sometimes go in, dip their toe in, in and out or whatever, depending on who's fighting. There's, there's nothing yeah. worthwhile to they talk were, about here. For a while, they were talking about, oh, we did uh, George St. Pierre to uh, fight McGregor and stuff. I'm just like, why? They, yeah. they they committed suicide with this. I said they put their, their prize piece out there, and they knew it was going to get taken. They it was Essentially, it was Dana White decided to wear his chain in front of... <laughs> the Talib. <laughs> Talib. And boxing snatched that shit off. Yeah. And yeah. now he's not no chain. Yeah. And <laughs> flip side, boxing has their own historical problems that they've had. Yes. Excuse me, going back all the way to the 90s, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of like household name, headliners that have legacy and whatnot. Yes. This is not a comparison between boxing and MMA Correct. per se. It's more about stars. You know, for the NBA, you know, you have your faces of the league. You're LeBron. You previously had Kobe. You have yes. Steph. You have KD. For UFC, if McGregor is not fighting, you know, yeah. what do you have in terms of a household yeah, name? How lo- like, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. How long was this so-called star at star status for? Yeah. I mean, Rousey was, what, three, maybe three years, three, four years? I would say if more that... like two for probably superstar. Or, yeah. yeah. You know, and... house- household name is one of those categories, just to define it, where... You can almost go up to any household in America, literally in the bumfuck Egypt or Alaska or whatever, go up to someone's grandma, show them a picture of said person, and they'll say, (laughs) oh, that's blank's name. (laughs) Yeah. That's what household name is. Everybody knows Tom Hanks, uh, Will Smith, uh, Julia Roberts. And you get that through longevity. You do. And longevity and legacy. Body of work. Exactly. And so, you know, (laughs) I mean... Jordan was must see TV. Kobe and Shaq, you know, must see TV. In a lot of ways, LeBron, Steph, must see TV. Yeah. You know, even if, even though it's not pay per view or whatever, 
the finals these last three years, the three in a row with mm-hmm. the Cavs versus the Warriors, those people would pay. <laughs> you could do pay for pay per view for that. Yeah. Because people, especially the second and third year, because people know these players, they know these athletes. They know them on a, basically a household name, a name recognition, face recognition standpoint. If you don't have that, you're you're in a whole lot of trouble. Gone. So, uh, I I'm not saying that they are completely gone. I'm not saying that they're they're going to they can never recover. But you need fresh new stars, not just fighters, not just people who are going to be in the octagon fighting each other, but legacy stars. Yes, and you don't have anyone on deck. Well, I mean, in the first, essentially, Bones Jones screwed it up again. Yeah, because he's an idiot. Yeah, that was only, all right, well, maybe Bones Jones will get his act together. And went up wrong again. You almost should have literally put him in an encampment and preserved him some kind of way <laughs> yeah. to have his stuff together. Like, literally, put 20, him in, like, Amber or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Or, like, 24-hour monitoring. Yeah. I mean, it would have been worth... Like having an armed guard outside of his house or something following him just so he didn't do stupid shit to himself, you know. Yeah. But he's an idiot. Um. And yeah, he he could have could have would have should have been idiot and a cheat. Yeah, could have would have should have been yeah. a household name, you know, or someone who people recognize enough to want to see, you know, the casual or whatever. But he ain't in it. Nope. Um. So I'll give you I'll tip my hat and say that was one. You're one for fifty oh, on please. Stitch was right. <laughs> God damn. All right, uh, did we... I think we got through our goddamn list completely, man. Looks like we did. Holy shit, this has been fun as hell. Um, please keep watching. Uh, there's plenty of good, especially college football games, this weekend. Yeah. I think what we're going to do... I just thought this up, but uh, we're going to make a... We'll have a nice little bowl. Pick them. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> pick a sheet. It'll be going. It'll be the... Uh, have like a little title belt. There you go. Yeah, you'll just be picking based on mascot names and colors and stuff. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> I'm actually, you know what I'll say this too? I'm watching a little bit of college basketball too. You know? I haven't got a chance to really watch anything yet. I haven't seen like the, the scores in uh, Duke with Grayson Allen yeah. waiting for him to go all Bill Lambier again. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> just a matter of time. Yeah, it's early. It's early, but I might watch a little bit of that. Do you have any crying Jordans? Who are you giving out? Ooh, crying To Jordans. put you on the spot. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Cry. I forget who I gave. Oh, it's got to be Crabtree still. Crabtree? Crabtree. Crying Jordan. Still Crabtree. Yeah. All Crabtree. I'm um, sad because I like the Crabtree with the Niners. I have Crabtree jersey, but he wasn't getting his chain snatched when he was with the Niners. Damn it. You got a point there. <laughs> uh, I'm giving mine always uh, to LeVar Ball. Uh, you know, big baller brand. <laughs> taking them L's. One son getting locked up in China. You getting into Twitter battles with uh, the, the president, uh, yeah. you know, over... over uh, your son and who helped him get out, and then Lakers ain't making no goddamn playoffs. All your predictions, other than Lonzo going to the Lakers, <laughs> have all panned out, and nobody's buying those goddamn shoes. That's a lot of L's. That's a lot of crying joints. Hilarious. All right. So yeah, you got any questions? Hit us up at uh, Hey It's Stitch H E Y I T S S T I T C H, or at at, at uh, Cthulhu's Prodigy. And one more thing for Dirty Stew, if you are listening. Uh, I realize that there's some kind of football contest going on in Russia. What is? I don't know what the Holy hell is shit. happening. It's like the, the some World Cup okay. thing. All right. But we aren't in the World Cup because we suck. Sure. <laughs> there's going to be a contest somewhere over there. There's going to be a lot of kicking. Nah, nah, props to y'all. Mob out. 